This week on the show, our pop culture references, we talk about Disney's Hollywood Studios and fortune cookies. It is the first day of August 2022, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. How are you? I'm good. Welcome back. We missed you last week. <laughs> so I'm Linnea, and I will be hosting this week, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian. That would be me. And that's it. Yep, that, that's it. <laughs> now we're also joined by Evan. That is me. Hi, Evan. Hi, Br- Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't remember my name. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, that's it. Let's start off with our pop culture references. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I just came up with something on the spot earlier, and I realized that we hadn't talked about the game Stray being out yet. No, we, we mentioned that it was coming out, and we said that we would get it and review it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to review it next week, I think? Yep, I think so. But I just wanted to say that it's out so you can play it before we review it, maybe? It's a fun game. Me and I have already completed it. And Dad has only gotten like Dad hasn't less than halfway through it. Less than a third of the way through. Yeah, I'm probably not going to complete it by the time we review it, but that's okay because we can have a spoiler-free review. Sure. Sure, that's why. My pop culture news is that there's a new show. I think it's a Marvel show coming on to Disney Plus on August 10th, and it is about Baby Groot, and it's called I Am Groot. Yeah, I was also thinking of having that as my pop culture reference. And have you watched the trailer that I, I pointed out to you? I did watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? Oh, it was kind of weird. <laughs> I feel like the CGI on Groot in the trailer isn't great. Yeah, that's what I thought. But it looks cute. <laughs> I think it'll be in the tone of Doug Days, just a bunch of shorts. Uh, probably. What's your pop culture thing, Dad? My pop culture news is that the Pokemon trading card game has announced booster bundles it's a halloween package of cards so you buy this big package and i think it comes with 40 mini packets and each packet has three trading cards in it and the trading cards in it are like halloween or ghost themed pokemon so like gengar zubat things like that i love gengar and so it's just an idea to hand something out instead of candy Like, you could have them, and if kids would rather have a few Pokemon cards, you give them a pack of Pokemon cards. Mm -hmm. There's not much news about whether there's going to be special things in it, or if they're all just standard cards, or if they're going to be special Halloween-themed cards. They just announced it, so there's not too much info, but they're going to be available September 1st, so if you're in a store and you see them, pick them up, maybe hand those out instead of candy if you want. We should try that. We should hand them out with candy and people get to choose. Yeah. I think I told you two of this once or twice many, many, many years ago when I was a kid. Many moons ago. It was probably 19, well, 1977, I'm sure. It was after Star Wars came out. I remember there was a house down the street. To this day, I could probably walk right up to the house and show you where it is. They gave out Star Wars cards. You could pick either candy or Star Wars cards, and that was the best thing ever. It's like, oh my god, I want Star Wars cards! So, you know, hey, Pokemon cards, cool. Pokemon cards in this generation are like Star Wars cards of the previous generations. Okay, now on to our main topic for this week. We are talking about Hollywood Studios. <laughs> Forgot for a second, but then I remembered. Good for you, Linnea. <laughs> 
I'm proud of you. Disney's Hollywood Studios is a theme park at the Walt Disney World Resort near Orlando, Florida. The park opened on May 1, 1989 as the Disney MGM Studios Park and was the third of four theme parks built at Walt Disney World. The park's current name took effect in 2008 with the removal of the MGM branding throughout the park. The park is based on ideas and properties taken from film, television, music, and theater, and was inspired by the golden age of Hollywood. Park attendance in 2020 was 3,675,000, ranking it ninth in the world. Thank you, Linnea, for that little intro. Yeah, so this is a continuation of our summer of theme park reviews. A number of weeks ago, we reviewed The Magic Kingdom. And then a few, few weeks after that, we reviewed Epcot. And now we, it's been a few weeks. We thought we'd move on to Hollywood Studios. So, yeah, this is the third in our series. So, starting thoughts. What does anyone want to say about Hollywood Studios right out of the gate? It was the best one for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because it had the whole Star Wars area, mainly. For me, I only really remember doing three things. The first one was just exploring Star Wars and eating the food there. The second one was this like weird Toy Story ride I went on with Mom. And then the third was Rise of the Resistance. Which we'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Evan, why don't you expand on what you're saying? So you thought this is your favorite of the park. So why don't you go in detail? Tell us about it. I just really like this park because of specifically the Star Wars area. That makes this park the best one for me. If you don't know, Hollywood Studios is this big park of different areas, like Magic Kingdom, but all of the areas are themed to be like a movie, like there's a Toy Story section, other sections, but then there's this huge Star Wars area with a bunch of rides, and it is fantastic. Everything looks like you're in a Star Wars movie. It feels like you're in a Star Wars movie. There's this app that you can go on to where you can actually interact with the objects and make something actually make noises and stuff. And it is so fun, and I love it. Why don't you start out with the first thing that you and I did that morning, and then we'll talk about what Linnea and Mom did while you and I were doing that. So the first thing that me and Dad did was that I got to build a custom lightsaber at Savvy's Workshop. That was very fun. So describe the whole thing from, from start to finish. What what happened? How does it work? Well, first of all, you have to book a time and then... And you have to book a time months in advance, just in case you're listening and are interested in this. Yeah, a whole lot of time. Then you have to arrive at the park at a specific time and then walk up to this small area. So, yeah, so you walk up to Savvy's Workshop and you check in... They show you uh, some different lightsaber hilts you can make, and then they give you a card based on the one that you want to make. And you just kind of go sit, relax. They let you into a room. You give them your card. And then you get, like, all your different lightsaber stuff. So this is a room that only a few people go in. How many people are there? Is it, like, maybe 20 at a time? Yeah. And you pretty much get a private show. So these 20 people, and each of the people can have one guest... And there's a person in the center. Imagine a bar. There's a person in the center who tells a story, and it's pretty cool. There's lighting, there's sound effects, there's music. You get to build your own lightsaber. What I thought was really cool about it is that the music in the background is timed with what the performer is saying. Well, I'm sure the performer is actually going with the music. He's he's more timing to the music, I'm sure. 
you know, when he talks about the Sith, the lights go down and the you know, dark music plays. And when he talks about Yoda or something, the lights come up and, and it's more of a green hue. And there's different hues. So when he talks about people with different lightsaber colors, the colors in the room change. So it's, it's a whole production show. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, one of the most important parts of this is you choosing the color of your kyber crystal, which in the Star Wars lore is just the thing that powers the lightsaber. And also it's the thing that makes the color. So you can choose the green, the blue, the purple, or the red. And while he talks about them, he talks about all the characters and then like the ceiling becomes different colors and the music plays. It's very fun. So yeah, that was probably... I want to say, what, 20 minutes, maybe half an hour? Yeah, about half an hour. Yeah, so you build your lightsaber, and then you uh, go out and get to enjoy the day, and, and I carried your lightsaber around all day. Hey, I carried <laughs> it around most of the day. Sure, sure you did. I yeah, carried around the entire Rise of the Resistance time, which is basically half of the day. So so while we were doing that, uh, Evan, what? so what were uh, you and Mom doing, Linnea? You said you went on a ride? Yeah, so me and Mom just kind of wandered around, and we went up to the Toy Story area, and it was kind of like a total world thing. Like, but then we went up and talked, we went up and talked to the guy by the ride, and we went, so is this like a total world? And he goes, no, it's a scrambler. And, like, he got really heated about it. But, like, we went on the ride, and... Um, that's basically the only thing we did while you guys were doing the whole lightsaber. So was it a tilt-whirl or a scrambler? Who's to say? I mean, the guy very much thought it was a scrambler, but it was basically a tilt-whirl. There are these cute little aliens everywhere, like the aliens from Toy Story, and they would make these really weird noises. It was so funny. The ride was okay, but like it was so funny because the aliens would make weird noises. Like, it would be like, ooh, ah. Now, is this something that you got to go on right away because it was early in the morning? Yeah. We had to wait for maybe, like, ten minutes. So the ride you went on is called the Alien Swirling Saucers. Yep. All right. So then we all met up again. We got to walk around the Star Wars area. And this is where, Evan, you were talking about the app that you downloaded. Now, do you get points or things? Not really. I think you, like, get to add things to your character. You get special badges and stuff and add things to your inventory. It's fun. And it had a translate feature too, right? Yeah. So all around the Star Wars area, there are signs. In Orabesh, which is the Star Wars language. The made-up Star Wars language. And then you can do you point your phone at them and it translates it for you? For some of the things, but also for other ones, you have to manually type all the letters in. So after that, what did we do? We went... On, just kidding, we were in the line of Rise of Resistance. <laughs> so yeah, this is kind of the bane of our whole day here, Rise of the Resistance. We uh, got in line, and we stayed in line, and stayed in line, and stayed in line, and we were in line for how long? Four and a half hours. <laughs> four and a half hours we were in line, and then we finally gave up, mostly because it just kept breaking down. Breaking down, breaking down. Oh, now it's on again. No, now it's breaking down again. When we first went in the line, it said three hours if the ride never broke down. But then about, I think at the first 30 minutes or an hour, the ride broke down once. And we were like, well, it's fine. We can, we can wait. So we just kept going. We kept going. Then it broke down again like <laughs> 30 minutes later. It's 
fine. Just keep going. Once we got to three hours, we we started to get tired of it, but we just kept continuing on. And that's when we found out that it was an hour still ahead of us. But we were like, oh, we can wait one more hour. So we did. We went an hour. But then there was still an hour ahead of us somehow. I don't understand how it worked, but okay. So we just left. I mean, after we're wasting half the day there, it's like, well, what's the point? We're not seeing any of the other park. Plus, we were hungry for lunch, so... Mom kept having to scale <laughs> <We> back <laughs> lunch. Because we put in a reservation to have lunch, like, after the three-hour wait and we were done with the line. But then, of course, we were in there for four hours, so Mom just had to keep pushing back the reservation over and over until it was, like, like 2 p.m., and we just went to have lunch. Yeah, so... So was, we were pretty angry about Rise of the Resistance. I you was pretty were pretty angry. angry. Yeah. I, I made a joke like, oh yeah, Disney World, the funnest place on earth. And that, that, that as was we walks, walking out. We walk out of the ride and there Dad were some looks Disney employees. <laughs> there. He's like, my 11-year-old told me that this is not the most magical place on earth. Yep, I was pretty angry. <laughs> All right, yeah, so. You don't want to be around Dad when he gets angry. <laughs> So after that, so we went and had lunch, and so we went to actually one of the Star Wars-themed restaurants where they have strange, exotic-looking, supposedly Star Wars food, and what what did you two think of that? I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. I don't remember what I had. I think it was, like, chicken and rice. I but like mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty much normal food, just made to look exotic. I had a some kind of, I want to say it was some kind of ribs, I think, but it looked really cool. I'll, I'll, I actually took a picture of it, so I'll put it up online and, and you can see what Star Wars food looked like. <laughs> so after lunch, we went over to Toy Story Mania, which is probably one of my favorite rides. I really liked it. After waiting in line for four hours, it was kind of fun to just get on a ride where we could aggressively shoot everything around us. Also, we have lightning lane, so we didn't need to wait that long. Yeah, it was a pretty quick wait on this one. Also, lightning lane is very confusing at Disney World. Did we talk about that in our previous episodes? I don't think we did. Epcot and Magic Kingdom. So a number of years ago when, when we went to the Disney World resorts, they had what were called fast passes. And that seemed to work so much better than this new lightning lane thing. With fast passes, you could pick your rides way in advance. Say, I want to do this, this, and this. And you got to pick a few a day, and and then you could just go there and use your wristband to get in. Now they have this lightning lane thing where you can only pick one at a time, and it becomes available at maybe 8 in the morning or something. And then you pick one, and then you can't pick a new one until, you, until you're done with the first one. So by the time you do your... You, by the time you log on at 8... There's a gazillion other people logging on at eight, so your first lightning lane might not be till noon. And it's very buggy. And then, still. yeah, and then by the time you go on that ride, you know your next lightning lane might not be till four. And yeah, it was. I don't know. I they really need to work on on that system because it was not really conducive to helping get on rides that much. But anyway, we did we did get a lightning lane for the Toy Story Mania. And the Toy Story Mania, again, it's probably one of my more favorite rides. You get to you go in a little cart, you have these these guns where you pull a, a string and it's all three D. You get three D glasses and and you see all these Toy Story characters and you shoot at stuff. It's a lot of fun. 
so yeah, so this uh, ride is a very similar to a ride at Magic Kingdom called Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. Same concept where you're shooting things. Uh, but I think the ride at Hollywood Studios is much better because it's 3D. And then because it's 3D, when you're shooting, you can actually see the little coins or things. I think it's like you're shooting coins. And you see them actually go flying toward your target, so it's much easier to aim. You're shooting a lot of things in that thing, like balloons. No, I meant you're, you're shooting little coins that fly out and hit things. That's what I meant. Yeah, you're shooting balloons and planes and, and dinosaurs and things like that. But I think this one is much easier to aim because you can actually see where you're, you're aiming based on how the things are flying through the air. On the, the ride at Magic Kingdom, it's just sort of a laser light and, and it's really hard to see what you're doing. So anyway, uh, but yeah, this, this ride, I, I love this ride. It's a lot of fun. Did it make you dizzy? No, surprisingly not. But we'll get to that in a minute too. <laughs> so, uh, some of the other rides at Hollywood Studios. We went on Smuggler's Run, which is where you get to go fly the Millennium Falcon. What did you two think of that? That one was very fun. I like how all four of us got to work as a team. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this is the ride where you, where we walked in. You could fly the Millennium Falcon. Oh, what was that called? Smuggler's Run. Yeah, I remember that. So what did you think of it, Linnea? Was that the one where we, where me and you and Mom and Evan were Star Wars people? <laughs> yeah. Well, we were in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and we were flying around shooting things, right? right. I like how the character who recruited us is a character in Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I don't really remember a lot. I just remember <laughs> going on it. So you really liked it, Evan? I did. I don't know, this ride didn't do much for me. And pro- again, so when I was talking about being a little motion sick, this this is the kind of ride that makes me motion sick because it's a 3D simulator kind of thing. And I don't think the Dramamine that I had that day was really working that well <laughs> because I got kind of motion sick on the ride. But at the same time, in my head, I had thought, you know, when I would read about this ride, I thought that we were actually going to be piloting the Millennium Falcon and, and doing cool stuff. And it seemed like, I don't know about you guys, there was one control I had and you moved it maybe once or twice during the ride and I don't even think it really did that much. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I was I was a little confused or taken aback or I guess I was expecting more. Yeah, it didn't really seem like what we were doing mattered that much. Like yeah. it would have ended the same regardless of if we were actually trying to control What about you, Evan? What do you think? I do feel like you didn't really need to do much, but I still feel like it was cool just being in the Millennium Falcon regardless. Like, seeing everything and being able to drive it and shoot it. It was fun. Okay, uh, another ride in the Star Wars area was the uh, Star Tours. The adventure continues. What did you two think of that one? I remember going on the original Star Tours, and that was fun. Oh, right. Was that the one where we were with the huge group of people? Yep. This ride, you get into a... Again, it's one of those 3D simulators. Uh, You're in a room with, what, maybe 30, 40 people? And you're in a ship. I think uh, C-3PO is your tour guide. Yeah. R2-D2 is flying the ship, and... 
And I think, and, and there are a bunch of different scenarios that you can go through. So each time you ride it, it's most probably going to be a different story, which, which that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's fun. I, I really like how they reincorporated some of the old stuff that they had into the new thing. There's a whole Kylo Ren scene where he pulls you back, and it's basically like the exact same as an old Darth Vader scene. <laughs> it's one of the different scenarios that can randomly pop up, I think. And he called me a rebel spy. Me, specifically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Sure All right, so uh, another thing we did in our remaining time is we went to the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. This is the first time I had ever seen that. Uh, what did you two think of it? I thought it was pretty cool. I was scared for the people involved. Like, I don't know, everyone seemed to be enjoying it, but I was just like, no, 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 don't fall. Yeah, so if you haven't seen this, this is a, it, it's not a ride, it's more of a, it's a huge, huge theater you can fit. Boy, I don't know how many people you think you could fit in there. That that theater was huge. It was yeah. a pretty big theater. I mean, I'm thinking the 500 plus at least, and that almost feels low to me. Anyway, it's a huge, huge amphitheater. There's a stage, and they have a whole bunch of stunt people just doing stunts and live action scene recreations out of Indiana Jones movies. And, and a plane. Yeah, there. I mean, there's fire. There's pyrotechnics. There's cars blowing up and flipping over it was a lot of fun i i really enjoyed it it was a good way and it was also nice on a hot day probably to be in the shade because it's all shaded <laughs> so you're not out in the blazing sun except at some points you can feel the heat of the fire oh yeah yeah when some of those fires go off oh my gosh you can feel the flame it's incredible but yeah that was that was a lot of fun i enjoyed that one i like the explosions so I want to say that's probably about it for the number of rides that we did. Does that seem about right to you? Yeah. We did a little shopping. There's lots of shops there. There are a lot of shops. There's a lot of Star Wars shops, that's for sure. And then there's a lot of just general shops. Yeah. There was one thing that I really wanted that was not there. And it was like this lightsaber that can attach to your pockets. And like you can... And it pulls out and back. It's very cool. Yeah, we looked high and low, and I even asked about it. And the guy knew what, we were, what I was talking about and said, yeah, they were out of stock of those. Yeah, that was too bad. We came at the worst time. I really wish I could have had that. My old one broke. I don't even need to use it anymore. I just really want it. All right, so uh, anything else you two want to say about Hollywood Studios? It was fun. My favorite of the ones there. It's so your favorite of the, of the uh, Magic Kingdom parks. Yes. I feel like half of my experience with Hollywood Studios was like having a good time, and the other half was Rise of the Resistance. So like, I didn't like it as much as the other parks, because I just don't remember as much. Is Rise of the Resistance still closed right now as we're recording this, Dad? Let me check. Nope, it's actually open. As we started recording this, it was closed, but now it's open again. It... Every once in a while I check, and it seems like it's there's a 50-50% chance that it's either open or closed. Yeah, I don't know. They're going to have to do some repairs on that. There's an 135-minute wait, though. Yeah, my thoughts on Hollywood Studios, I, I like it, but I think both the other parks I would put above this one, and I don't know, and I think that could just be my 
perception of, because Rise Resistance really colored my perception of the whole Hollywood Studios experience, and just because a lot of the lines are so, so long that it seems like you're waiting forever to do anything. And Lightning Lane is pretty confusing. Yeah, yeah. So I think overall I would just give Hollywood Studios, even though I want to give it more, because the Star Wars area is cool and I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I think I'm still going to give it like a, maybe only a 7 out of 10. I'd give it a 6 out of 10. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. Well, there we go. That's some of our thoughts about Hollywood Studios. I guess now we'll move on to... Fortune Cookies! All right, my fortune this week is Opportunity is knocking at your front door. Mine is respond intelligently, even to unintelligent treatment. Mine is romance will come your way soon. Oh my gosh. Evan, who do you have in your life? Who's the special person? You. I love you, Linnea. Aww. That wraps up this episode of Lunchbox Reaction. Thank you for listening today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you can find us on the internet at lunchboxreaction.net and on Twitter at lunchboxreaction. So I'm Linnea. Uh, bye. That's Dad. And and Evan's also here. And also, there's a giveaway. Yep. We're still collecting names for our giveaway. We're approaching our 100th episode, and on our 100th episode, we will draw a name. The person that we draw will receive a box set of The Last Kids on Earth, a three-book set by Max Brallier. Just email us at lunchboxreaction at gmail.com or drop us a line on Twitter at lunchboxreact. And just uh, in your email or tweet, tell us what your favorite episode is. That's all we ask. And then you will be entered into our contest to receive... Uh, this set of books. So yeah, we would love to hear from you. So with that said, we will see you all next week at the lunch table. So long. Bye. I said bye earlier. (laughs) Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.